God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. And thank you for listening to By Design on American Family Radio, one of our newest radio programs uh, produced by AFR on our weekend programming. And we're grateful that you've taken the time to join us. I know that we launched this a couple weeks, couple months back, and we're just really excited about the um, long-term effect that we can have AFA and AFR of coming together with a radio program and a project to promote the beauty of marriage and the benefits thereof and just to remind people that this is the way God designed it. And while there are difficulties and there are challenges, the overall arching um, benefit and, and beauty of marriage is the way God designed it. And so we're grateful for you to tune in with us. You can go to afa.net slash by design. That's afa.net slash by design, or just go to afa.net and there's a tab. You can't miss it at the top. So thank you for joining in with us. Now, one thing I want to tell our audience is y'all are going to have to quit telling people that you like Chelsea more than you like me. This is just getting out of hands. Every time I talk to somebody about by design, they're like, when did Chelsea start doing radio? So Chelsea, very recently. Very recently. Well, come up to the mic. Let me help you so they can hear you a little better. Hey, but, y'all. It's good to be with you again this afternoon. Um, and we have some special guests today, and we're really excited about that. Yes, we do. We have some, and I'm gonna let you introduce them in just a minute. But before we do, uh, we have had Chelsea. I've talked to several people that, uh, including your mom. Now I know your mom's biased. But she really likes this radio program. So if you like this radio program, let us know. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, or you can go uh, online, or you can just uh, go to our uh, FAQ web uh, email address, and you can let us know, and I'll get you those um, here soon. So FAQ at AFA.net. Wow. That's why you compliment me. You help me out. So thank you for doing that, Chelsea. Uh, we want to hear from you, so let us know. A um, lot of good compliments, a lot of good feedbacks from this programming. So now, Chelsea, we have special guests today, and we're going to talk about a topic that is not uh, very common for your coffee pot discussions or for that you would hear in a sermon or lesson. And so um, I'm really excited to have this, have our guest in here today. Yes, this is a discussion that definitely should be talked about more amongst the church, amongst believers, and we are so excited to have Ann and Will Cockrell with us today. Is um, that and- Will with two L's or one L? Two. Two. All right. Um, Yes, Ann works in our donor support um, area, and she does a fabulous job. And then Will works at a local family business, correct? That's right. All right. Well, well, before we get into it, we've got a long program and a lot of deep stuff to talk about. So before we do, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, Well, I work at Cockrell Banana, which is a produce company that my great-grandfather started uh, in the 30s. Okay. I knew it was in your family, but I yeah. didn't know how long. Yeah. Okay, that's really awesome. Yeah, so we're we're getting about ninety years. Wow! Yeah. Wow, ninety years. So, what does it look for you? Is it eight to five, or is it three to? Uh, what's your schedule look like? More like five to one. Five to one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get we get up early. Sometimes earlier. Early. Than yeah, that. sometimes yeah. earlier. Wow. Four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got produce, right? So you got to get it there. Yeah, those folks, so they, they want it early. I, but, I, hey, I don't mind getting off. Yeah, you know, early too. A nap exactly, <laughs> before Ann gets yeah. off. Yeah, that's right. Ann, and then tell our audience a little bit about what you do here at AFA. 
Okay, I work, like Chelsea said, in donor support, and I get to talk to our donors all day long. And mm, yeah. um, Good and bad. Good and bad. <laughs> it's, all, it's mostly it's all good. Mostly, but, mostly yeah. all good. Yeah. We have the sweetest support system yes. for AFA, and so um, they call and brag on our radio people all the time, and literally they're always like, when's Sherathon? I can't wait yeah. to come back. Yeah. So, and you've um, had experience with a lot of them, or I know a lot of ladies in donor support of them calling in and praying with you oh, on the phone. yes. Yeah. Oh, I literally, one day, actually someone brought up foster care and I was just open with her and I told her wow. we foster. And she literally asked me, she's like, can I pray for you wow. and your husband right yeah. now? That's so, the kind um, of listener supporters we have. Yeah. 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 That's so, so wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our, that's our topic for today with Ann and Will is foster care. And we are going to touch on a lot of topics, and we're already losing ground. So I feel like we just need to jump in. Okay, Wes? okay. I just wanted our <laughs> audience to get to know them as well as they know For us. But sure. it's hard to do in a couple minutes. So so today the, the discussion is going to be on foster care. So what is foster care? Because a lot of times people get that confused with adoption. Yeah, so. oh, for sure. Yeah, I think that's what when we were telling people we were getting approved to foster, people were thinking – we were mostly getting approved to adopt. Right. And so yeah. you... That was my thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's just how my mind worked. Right. I didn't well, know any better. That, yeah. I mean, before you know much about foster care, yeah. you don't know anything about yeah. foster exactly. care. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people were assuming we were doing this just to adopt. And obviously you can adopt through foster care if need be. But for Mississippi, Mississippi is a reunification state, um, first of all. And so that is the goal until the goal is not. And, um, you know, if, if the child just isn't able to be in a situation where they're able to go back home, um, we are, our house is technically open foster to adopt so okay so we'll so most of the time it's not that or in y'all's case it's not that y'all didn't want to adopt the kids you were fostering it's because it wasn't an option right yeah and i'll say this to that whenever we were first getting into it i remember some friends of ours who had uh who had done it for uh, a few years um and had actually adopted okay at that time um but they had told us you know don't don't do it to adopt. Don't do it to start a family because um, fostering is is so much more. Okay, you know? good point. That's um, helpful. And so I I just remember them yeah them saying that and that was that was great advice. Um, and that may and now that I'm thinking about it and y'all got more experience this than we have or we don't have any experience with this but and y'all know a lot more about it than we do. So would that primarily be because you wouldn't want to get so attached only for them to have to go back or go back to their family or what was the wisdom oh, behind man. that? <laughs> To me, that's a, a. I could go on and on about that because, the, um, yeah, I, I could give a long answer, but the uh, maybe the short answer, um, because Ann's got a shirt that that says "Get Too Attached." Yeah, um, it, it's I hear not that yeah. is is a common, maybe not excuse, but reason yeah. sure. that people don't want yeah. to go right. into that. So yeah. I'm so glad that y'all are touching on that. Yeah. That that yeah. is not a reason not to. Oh, right. for sure. Not. Um, so, well, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're uh, trying to read each other for those that can't <laughs> see. They're trying not. They're being polite and not. But when they get in the car, we know who's oh, in charge. That's right. We no, know who's no. in charge. No. <laughs> um, right. To a lot of people say, "Oh, I just don't know how you do it. My heart would just get so attached. I wouldn't be able to give them back." And I totally get that. But supposedly that's when you're the best foster parent ever is when you get too attached because these children. Um, are children that need someone to love them 
like a mama and a daddy should mm-hmm. love a baby. It should love a child. And so we hope that we offer that love and that even commitment to the kids that are in our house right now and to the kids who have been current at before previously in our house and um really we just hope to show them jesus and um going back to what you just said we just want to show them jesus what was y'all's initial conversation and how did you and will initially come to the realization this is something y'all better look at each other and get this right (laughs) (laughs) that god is calling us to because it is definitely a calling so give give us a little bit of that background story well the way I remember it, I've always wanted to foster. I just remember even in high school, I don't remember how the idea came about, but hearing about foster care. And um, I just remember literally thinking, like, how much more like Jesus can you get? You're mm, literally amen. putting your heart on the line. You're giving the clothes off your back, food to the hungry as you're opening your home up to strangers. And you're not just opening your home up to these children. You're supposed to be living on this biological family at the same time. And so honestly, sometimes that's a really hard part of it because they live probably a lot different than we do most of the time. And so um, I think we brought it up the first time seriously a year into marriage. I remember we were actually on our one-year anniversary trip and I was like, okay, I wouldn't mind if we got started fostering <laughs> soon. And Will was like, hold your horses. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I think he came to me. I just remember praying for you and praying for us if this was something that we were going to pursue that I was not in any way going to try to push him to foster. Like, can you imagine getting pushed into welcoming, welcoming kids into your home? And so anyway. you got to be unanimous on that one. Or yeah. 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 So. And I wanted him to be the lead in that. And so I just prayed for us, prayed, and we prayed together about it. And probably like a year and a half later, you came to me and you're like, hey. Yeah. Feel like it's time to at least learn Praise more God. about it so good job will yeah seriously that was <laughs> awesome man that being taken up and being the leader in your house and that especially in this category taking the time to pray for something that's your wife's desire and then all of a sudden it becomes yours yeah. it's yeah. delight yourself in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart that's exactly what you did, Ann. Um, praise God for that. So um, and I, there, we've got things we want to talk about. We've got some questions, but feel free if you if y'all something comes up and you say, well, we want to make sure we cover this, we've got about uh, 20 minutes left okay. so or 18 minutes left. So if there's something we're not getting to, let us know. But my question would be, what are some of the primary reasons that kids end up in foster care or in homes? Or... You want to take this one? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, a lot of the primary reasons, uh, neglect, um, or, uh, or their parents are involved in drugs, mm. uh, alcohol abuse or physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, and, um, you know, as far as the, we don't, I guess we, we know a little bit of that process of when a child is taken from the home because of calls from social workers and stuff like that. When, when we've gotten the, the cases we've gotten, um, but, uh, it, it is always a traumatic thing for those children, mm-hmm. and um, we we have a four and a five year old now who will tell you all about it mm. in a four and five year old way. Yeah, you know, they sure. can't they can't give you all the details, uh, but man, it it's kind of breaking your heart as they're telling you, and they're mm. just talking like, "Hey, this this happened," yeah. Yeah. you know, like everyday uh, conversation. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it's actually a very traumatic thing for them uh, that they'll probably deal with. Absolutely. Uh, the rest of their life. Sure they will. Uh, ho- maybe hopefully not the rest yeah. of their life, but but for some time. So, uh. 
During those hard times where you see those conversations happen in your home with your four and five-year-old um, that you have placed there now, um, what are some of the things that, that have maybe been a win for you guys? You know, I know that it is hard, you know, having those conversations, but what is a time where you look at each other and you go, man, I'm so glad that they're in our home. I'm so glad that we are pouring into their life. If you could just give us a small example. This, to me, it might be a small example, but one thing that, like, I just remember, it was kind of just a difficult day, maybe, but um, the five-year-old just randomly started singing Good, Good Father, huh. and, uh, you know, he doesn't know all the words, right. but just started singing, and there was one yeah. other song he loves, uh, it's not coming to that's me right That's Graves to Gardens. Yeah, Graves to Gardens. Nothing is better than you. Yeah. He'll just randomly start singing, Lord, there's nothing better than you. And I'm just like. He doesn't have to have the music in the background. No, no. He will just. Oh, he'll start singing anytime. He'll be in the bed at nighttime. Oh, there's nothing. But anyway, that, I know that might sound simple, but like. if our that's huge. That's a lifetime impact that y'all are making and a kingdom impact for these kids. You know, they're going to remember those songs. I know songs from years and years and years ago. So I know that those babies are going to take those songs, you know, back into their home and hopefully influence their parents when they're reunified. Yeah, that's the evidence and the fruit of the seed that you already planted too. So that's reassurance to you. For sure, for sure. sure. And they, what they both can say the Lord's Prayer by heart now. Say the Lord's Prayer. Used to get that mixed up with uh, with the pledge of allegiance. Pledge of allegiance. Oh, <laughs> how sweet! Yeah, that's awesome. We yeah. got that separated. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. too funny. That's great. Hey, um, well, let, let's get into a little bit. We may come back to the, y'all's y'all's current experience with it, but let's get into a little bit more of the logistics because we're going to yeah. have some people listening that are are moved by this and they're going to want to consider this and or maybe some people have already been praying about it and mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. radio program is their confirmation from God. So. What does it look like day one? Like, how does it, where do you begin? Ooh, day one. <laughs> um, well, so with our latest case that we have, we can't say like specifics, but um, we got a call about 30 minutes before these two kiddos came to our home. What but in the world? yeah, I was literally, I was working yeah. from home that afternoon. I was doing some extra work and um i had sat down and got on my computer about what 4 30 maybe and will was outside working out and i was got a call and um this is a an assistant from the judge's office and she called me and she's like hey um i hear that they're coming to your house because we already knew these kids from last year they were actually in our home last year too and um i was like no i didn't i didn't know that and she's like oh um, well, the social worker should be calling you soon. So um, anyway, we knew about 30 minutes before they came. It's not usually that way, but that was an emergency situation. Um, with our other kiddo, we have a, a almost one-year-old there too. And I knew two days, we got the call the day he was born. And yes. then we picked him up from the hospital two days later. So Gotcha. Wow. We had 48 hours to get ready for a newborn. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot very fast. Um, I know that y'all had talked about kind of the steps to get into fostering. Can you just touch very quickly on maybe a few of those, who to contact? Um, I know it's going to be different with with every state. We have listeners all across the the nation. But um, how can you get started in Mississippi? Uh, Yeah, the first thing, just like anything like this, you got paperwork. You got 
forms to fill out. Because um, they're going to check you. They're going to want to make yeah. sure that sure. you're yeah, you, you walking got, a straight narrow. You got interviews. You got um, background checks. Um, and then you have training that mm-hmm. you go through once you, once you do all that. Um, and that's, what would you say, six months? I don't know. Yeah, sometimes not so not as long as six months, but these social workers are so overworked. Yeah. Even the ones just doing office work, um, it sometimes takes longer. But yeah, yeah. about six months, and it kind of depends on um, how long it takes you to get the paperwork done. Right. I think you have a certain amount of days that it, okay, you're given paperwork yeah. on this day, and I can't remember. I want to say maybe seventy, seventy-five days before you have to get that paperwork turned back in, or it goes void. Um, so, yeah, but you can call DHS for any state, and that's how you can kind of get directed to the site um, for that state to start paperwork. So then each state would be different in yeah. the, this process? The like quality. you said, a, uh, AFA. You said Mississippi was a mm-hmm. unif. what did you say? A re- reunification, reunification Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what are some alternatives to that? What are some other states? Some you- states are very pro-adoption. Okay, right out yeah. of the chute. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. But we've we have good friends in um, Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas, yeah, and um, they actually adopted through foster care. But there's a lot more orphans in Arkansas than there are Mississippi. Okay. Because Mississippi's need is great, and so Mississippi's that- need is great. Yeah, <sighs> but it's because the process is longer. They're needing more adoptions because they're not so reunification oriented right, like Mississippi is. So. Um, well, so then what were, what are some of the kind of different, I always thought adoptions all the same. Is there different types of adoptions? Yeah. That's probably a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, within, within foster care, is that what you yes, mean? Yes, yes. That's what I mean. Yeah. Are there, from my understanding, it's an open or closed adoption. Okay. Um, and that would be up to the foster family and sure. how much discussion and paperwork yeah. before that. But from my understanding, it would be open to biological family still being involved or not so like from start to finish when y'all got the call did, was that just temporary or was that a you know, were y'all the official foster care parents from that point to to further notice does that um, make sense that is question? so it's temporary until the next court date so with the last case we got the call that night and i had to be at court or we had to be at court the next morning at eight o'clock huh. yeah, there's always court within 24 hours yeah. oh, wow. of when, the initial placement taken, yeah. gotcha Unless it's on a weekend. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to American Family Radio and, and the new program called By Design. We are so grateful to have Ann and Will in the studio with us to talk about their experience foster caring. And um, with By Design, we uh, just want to talk about all things family, all things family, the way God designed it, marriage between one man and one woman for life. And within that is a family. And people choose. There's a lot of uh, alternative ways to grow your family. And one way is foster care. And it's as Ann mentioned in the first part of the segment, it couldn't be any more closer to the way that Jesus loves us is the way that you can love someone through foster caring. And it's a Christian uh, witness to a lot of people that you've sacrificed a lot. And were you want to say something? Oh, I was just agreeing. Oh, you were just in agreement? Okay. Jesus. Yeah. That was, so, so you were saying yes. Yeah, amen. That's yes, right, Leslie. Amen. Thank yes. you. Good, good. Well, I was just going to ask them. Um, so I know that you guys have mentioned some social workers, some judges, Obviously, you guys as foster parents, who are some other key players in this process that you work with um, trying to reunify these children? Man, uh, yeah, well, the first thing I think of, yeah, there's a lot of people involved, but as far as, uh, you know, for us as our our support system, 
Yeah. Um, That's huge. Oh, for sure. Our uh, friends and family. Yeah, I mean, gosh, everybody that says, oh, I couldn't do it, you know, um, then my answer is, well, I couldn't either. Right. Yeah, by but yeah, but yeah, we don't do it by ourselves. No. Uh, you know, we got incredible uh, parents. Parents, that, first of all, yeah, mm-hmm. and then sisters, friends, you know, and, and then extended family. I mean, that's the way hey, God designed it. Yeah, sure. everybody. <laughs> it there takes for a us. village. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's by design. That's the way God designed it. And I think yeah. about Chelsea and our, our family. The, um, we've experienced a loss uh, through miscarriage, and our family was there just as much as they were when we had our first baby. Yeah, oh, and for so sure. And so having family is important. And for those that are listening, um, if you've got someone, a friend or a family or someone that you know that is fostering a child or, or maybe multiple children, this is a good reminder for yourself and for mine and Chelsea's self that we need to do things that help support those that are fostering because of all the additional challenges that are not there with having children of right, your own. Right. So what are some what are some challenges that y'all face fostering? Well, and maybe along with those challenges, how can, how can yes. we help? That yeah, was I my like next that question. Was... You stole it. <laughs> She's yes. so good at that. She went right to the meat. I mean, she's like, boom. <laughs> uh, I mean, the my first thing, so like the night that I had, the weekend we got called about um, – baby boy who's about to be one um immediately we had a food chain set up nice. we had people people i didn't even know text me <laughs> saying hey i just dropped off diapers hey i just dropped off a bathtub hey you know here, here's clothes you know so many people that i couldn't keep up with like i oh, thanks I don't, I don't know who to thank yeah. right now and so um we had people uh, friends from high school that i hadn't talked to in such a long time send us yeah. gifts too you that's know just awesome. through amazon and so anyway um that's amazing yeah and then people offering to babysit that's always helpful but <laughs> some of the challenges I think where I kind of get honestly just being real worn out sometimes are the extra visits that you have to make with family that, I mean, we got extra doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. and court dates and court works as it's just a different system. (laughs) They tell you to be there at eight o'clock and you might not have court until one, you know, so. um, Which I think is why our friends advised us, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're getting into foster care, you're not getting into Adoption to have a family. Yeah. That's this is, that's this back is to your original point. Yeah. That's why. This yeah, is I mean, one reason why. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. You, you got the social workers, the the judge, the court, the visits. In, in Mississippi, the social workers for the children they have to come to visits twice a month. Then you have we have um, a resource worker who she has to come for a visit once a month. Mm. Um, yeah, there's and people then, in our house all the time. Yeah, we, we've got people. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> but I will say, we have a wonderful resource worker. She's, That's she's great. so Absolutely. sweet. She'll actually come Absolutely. for a visit tomorrow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, what I'm hearing in all this is that um, uh, I wasn't, we, none of us were there for the, y'all's uh, decision making that came to a head that y'all made this decision. But I got to think that at some point you, there's at least a portion, if not a lot, of faith that you just like, look, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we want to do this, but don't have any experience, don't know anybody. And it seems to me that uh, at least in these couple of uh, situations that God has not only provided, but it provided abundantly. Oh, for sure. Um, and you talk about mm-hmm. how people you didn't even know, um, you know, providing particular needs, diapers, whatever, wipes. And so 
I wouldn't, for our listening audience, do not let, you know, any materialistic thing or anything like that keep you from doing this if this is something that you that you're pretty that you're pretty confident God would have you to do something you've been considering for a while or starting to consider because God is more than capable of providing through his church he uses his church all the time I wonder do you have any idea how many people from your church got involved or you know oh man you know what I mean let's see one thing that was really neat last year when we had they were three and four last year when they came to our house um, so we it was deep in COVID, right? Yeah. And so nobody was really going to church. But our Sunday school class found out about the two kiddos that were coming. And when I tell you our whole living room was covered in clothes. It gets me excited. It yeah. was covered oh, in goodness. clothes. And That's so, so awesome. it yeah. was it, and freezer cool. meals. People um, yeah, brought over freezer meals, brought over um, casseroles that had been cooked. And so um, sent us Tupelo to go. And so um, it I, we literally saw the church come together, even though the church was not together at the time. So wow. church is yeah. not just a building. And not they, just a building. it seems like your church showed up and showed out for oh, y'all. They do. That's, they that's do. a blessing. Well, it sounds like what... Wesley, you and I need to jump on the, you know, bandwagon um, for helping foster families is providing a meal, providing Mm -hmm. some babysitting services so that you guys can go out and get that, you know, just breath of fresh air Um, and any any hand me down clothes, diapers, wipes, Uh if that's an appropriate time for a baby. Um, So, yeah, guys, if you're listening, those are some tangible ways that if you're not called to foster yourself, um, then you can definitely support foster families that you know of. And if you don't know of one, get plugged into church. Ask if there are families, because I know very many in our church that could use our help. And so, yeah, you guys have put a, a burden on us, a, a want to to go help some of those families for sure. Yeah, we, we got about a minute or a minute and a half left. What are some final thoughts you want to leave with the listeners on foster care? We'll start with ladies first. And, and <laughs> um, well, kind of just backing up what Chelsea was saying is that there's so many other ways than fostering yourself to help these children and families um, to see Jesus. And so um, anyway, just I just would encourage anyone who's considering this or if it is on your heart to just pray about it. And if it's one spouse, mm. spouse over the other, don't push the other spouse into this. This is hard, hard and emotionally, spiritually, physically. And so um, just wait um, for the Lord's timing and he, he will answer that call. Yeah, and anything that's, uh, that God asks us to do to do it the right way is never easy the whole way. The fruits and the benefits are great yeah. and they're rewarding mm-hmm. nonetheless, but it's, all, it's often difficult. So, uh, I got a verse written down, James one twenty seven. It says, The gospel is this, to visit the fatherless and widows uh, in their affliction. Um, and, yeah, like Ann was saying, my encouragement is, that's not to convict anybody. That's just to encourage. Yes. And and all God wants us to do is pursue Him and ask Him, God, if this is the gospel, what does this look like for me? You and know? and uh, uh, fostering is very literally carrying out James one twenty seven. Is that what you said? That's right. That's right. One twenty seven. Thank y'all for being on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And Good. thank you thank for y'all. loving on those kids. I know y'all have made such a huge impact. So, well, we'll come thank back um, here in a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And we'll have y'all back on, and we'll 
we'll get a re- we'll get an update on where y'all are in y'all's foster care. And there's a lot more we could have discussed today that we'll have y'all back on for. So thank y'all so much. Thank y'all listening audience for being faithful every Saturday to listen to By Design. You can find out more by going to AFR.net and we'll see you next weekend.